Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower You Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Abney, and join us today as I'm lighting up the path to living life just a little bit more consciously. That's what all of our subjects are about. That's what we talk about. And join us today as we explore, transform, and empower you to live your life a little bit more conscious, a little bit more awake. And we do that by talking to folks that are on that path and sharing our journey. And today is no exception. I'm happy and excited to introduce our guest, Elizabeth Kipp. You wrote in and you wanted to talk about ancestral healing and had some exercises and just the importance of dealing with contextualizing our path, you know, our past and empowering us to move forward, but without mm. those restrictions of what the past has told us is possible. Like, that's what I think of it when I'm so, when I think of what you said or what you were talking about, you know, like this whole concept of what does our generational, what's all that have to do with like how we act and show up today, right? <laughs> so dive in let me know like a, a little bit about your story how this occurred mm -hmm. to you how like this passion sort of evoked in your in your life and how you're using it to help all of us evolve to that next level thank you for being here today oh thanks so much michael it's my pleasure um yeah i i originally was introduced to um uh, ancestral work uh, when i was in a pain management program <laughs> trying to uh, detox off of uh, uh, opiate and benzodiazepine medication that I've been on for a long time for a, a back problem. Uh, and, and ancestral clearing was a modality in this, uh, in this pain management program. And I have this science training. So I, I'm in this strange room learning new things and my science hat is on. You were in there, right? <laughs> I'm like taking data on what's happening. Right? Yeah. So there's a, a part of me that's very engaged that way. And so I, I, I was introduced to this modality. And uh, the one of the things that um, the gentleman asked us, this was John Newton of Health Beyond Belief. Who, this is, his, this is his, his trademark registered process called Ancestral Clearing. Um, as opposed to ancestral lineage healing or ancestral healing, it's ancestral clearing, a trademark registered product, a modality. So he he starts by uh, handing us all, I'm in a room with 20 other people, and he hands us, uh, we're all a chronic pain sufferers. We're, okay. We're trying to detox off of medication and we're, we're all in pain, right? And he hands us this piece of paper, which is English on it, I knew about Sanskrit power words. I didn't know English as a power as power words. That's just my orientation at the time. And he asked us what our pain level was from zero to ten. And uh, everybody in the room said uh, eight. Mine was at an eight to twenty. <laughs> so we had a range of well, well above ten. And then he had us read this piece of paper, which I'll share with you a little bit about that later. And I got halfway, th and it's just one sheet of paper. And I got halfway through it, and I felt the room shift. I felt the energy in the room change. And I was like, that's weird. Because I was detoxing, I just assumed I was just, Some... you know, it was me, <laughs> the room. But yeah. then I get finished with the prayer and my pain started just like dissolving. And it went from an eight to a two. Just, and I was like, okay, I know that happened. <laughs> like that, that's real. It's not a figment of my imagination. 
and everyone in the room, um, he had everybody report their pain levels. So pain levels went from eight to 20 to, uh, to two to eight, right? So that was interesting with some of them were at zero. That was interesting to me. And I was like, what the hell just happened in this room? I know something happened. Is it measurable? Can we repeat it? And does he teach it? Right? That was, that was where I went. And the answer to all those things was yes. And I took the first training I could uh, out, uh, out of that program, which was about six months later. And I've been in this, that was, in, in, I took the first training in May of 2014, and I've been in this work ever since. Well, I, so it's been, a, you've been doing this for a minute, right? So oh, what yeah. was it about that? Yeah. That's, I love the sparks. I love the things that like, there was this, you know, like that was your moment when the light switch went off, right? Well, it was a moment. So, I, 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 I understood. First of all, one thing I learned was, well, you know, Sanskrit is not the only language that has power words in it. <laughs> like, like English is also words, period. Words are prayers. Our words have, and I have since learned that vib all, all, all vibration. vibration and, you know, yeah. it's made me talk about being more conscious. It's made me much more conscious of what I'm putting out into the world. And on a moment that, you know, the best I can on a moment to moment basis. And that's what you're aware of. To be responsible <laughs> of like, you know, what I'm aware of. That's right. What I'm aware of. Right? Most people like myself included think that same thing. But like the reality is anything that's going on in our world, like my gift to the world is I see energy around everything. So I see it at that root level. Never understood it. Still in process of understanding it. But like, you know, I love the... um do you find that pain is a, a cofactor to the people that you work with? Or is that just the situation that you're in in that moment? Well, both. Both. <laughs> both. And actually, I'll take you uh, into this space that we're talking about. Please. Is energy with a judgment. So you see it as pain with energy as a judgment. So pain it's like is the... energy with a judgment, right? Okay. And the reason I say that is because... Um, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, and it happened with my kid, um, when one of us bumped, got bumped or hurt ourselves, and ah, you know, we did that, the adults rushed in and mm -hmm. did whatever they could to stop the pain as soon as possible. What's the subtext? War with pain. Pain is bad. We'll do anything to make it stop. It's anything to make it stop. So pain is energy with a judgment, a negative okay. judgment. Right. Let's open the door here. I love that we're just diving right into this. So like I'll share from what my guides have, like how I got it as from the energy perspective. Mm. And I bet you it's the same thing. So mm. my guides are always, anytime anyone is in pain, they're in some state of resistance. 100%. So judging would be you're judging something. Not that judging is bad. We all do it. But like the judgment of it is that fixed like that's the way it is right yeah so, and then that's okay but it also becomes a barrier absolutely because you don't know what's past it because it's painful yes so yeah. but i also believe pain is a huge uh, gift sure yeah like once so keep going i just love that that yeah. we're having this conversation because mm -hmm. most people because of exactly what you just said is like at all costs let's go away that's why i have members of my family that are in that have that have been on that crap for years and you know it started with an injury but ended up like 
that's not what's happening right now, right? So it becomes mm -hmm. that addictive thing. It taps into it. Well, let me just explain the difference between chronic and acute pain. Okay. Um, okay. We'll just drop into that space for a moment and come back to what you're talking about, the energy part. Mm -hmm. Chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. Any pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, anything that doesn't feel good, um, it all sends the same signal to the brain it hurts. The brain can't tell the difference between a broken bone or a broken heart. So that's what chronic pain, if pain, chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. But the mind cannot conceive the difference between the brain, a broken. The brain cannot tell the difference between a broken bone and a broken heart. So it's any kind of pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. It can't tell the difference. It just sends the same signal. It hurts. And why is that significant? Because the brain is actually changed by chronic pain. Acute pain, it's the stress response knows how to bounce back. But when it gets chronic, it's the stress response out of balance. And the brain, the way that brain is perceiving things is just different. It creates brain fog, confusion, chaos in the brain. We have a and you'll probably recognize this when I talk about it in, in your family members, a marked negative emotional component where, you know, everybody else is bad or I'm bad or, you know, whatever the thing is, it's a negative, it's a lot of negative. So kind of have to understand that because uh, chronic pain changes the brain fundamentally like this, in order to heal the brain, we need to bring changes that heal those changes. And opiates and benzodiazepines don't do that. What do they, they do? They do other things. They <laughs> what do they do? Like I don't, I don't get it. Well, like uh, they, they actually will help you uh, mask your re your your uh, reaction. Your, ah, your it'll it'll help calm the the reactivity. Fight. But the thing is, is that it, it's addictive. And um, for example, an opiate it dehydrates us. It it depresses our breathing. It uh, paralyzes the digestive system. So tell me, why is that a good thing on an ongoing basis when the body's trying to heal and it needs to breathe? We, we, we have to be able to breathe fully and expel toxins. You can't do that on opiates. It has to be able to be hydrated, right? We have to be well hydrated and we have to be able to digest our food. So we've taken three sources of nutrition Gone. right out of the equation when you take an opiate. So I'm saying we, we don't live optimally when we take that stuff. And I was on opiates for 32 years. So it was like, it was, and, 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 and a benzo, an anti-anxiety medicine, the benzodiazepine. So it was, um, I looked a lot different than I, 10 years ago than I do now. I was 10 years ago when I got clean from all that stuff. And I, I look a lot different, <laughs> a lot different. And if, and if we're really honest, we just live in a society that it's money. That's, that stuff makes money. Well, we're also off for the quick, we're off, we're off for the quick. And not the, wanting to get underneath what's causing that pain, yeah, you know, well, like the source a, of it. It's also in the training. A lot of doctors aren't trained in that. They're trained with big pharma and that kind of stuff. And, and they're not trained in the, you know, kind of what's happening with the brain. Now, the doctor that took me through the pain management program, he understood, he understood the, the nature of the chronic pain. His name was Dr. Peter Prescott. He wrote this book, uh, Conquer Chronic Pain, an Innovative Mind-Body Approach, which explains uh, what it's about. He understood. He was the first doctor that looked at me and said, I don't need to look at your x-rays or run any tests on you. I want to know what makes you tick. 
And it was astonishing to me. He looked at me as the whole person. He understood that, right? But the other doctors kept looking at my back. And it wasn't, at that point, it wasn't about my back. They never asked the question, other than Dr. Peter Prescott, they didn't ask the question, why isn't Elizabeth healing? They just assumed I wouldn't, which tells Mm -hmm. me more about their medical model than it tells me about the body's ability to heal. So somehow you were able to find this person. Mm Mm-hmm. There had to be some sort of desire there for this person to uh, you to line up with them for this to happen, right? So there had to be some sort of like beaconing out to the universe saying, hey, what was that point that drew him to you? It's so interesting. When I met Dr. Prescott, we were the same age. It turned out we're the same age. He was born in the same town where my grandparents lived in Darien, Connecticut, which I used to to travel to uh, every summer for years. And... He was also at the University of Delaware on the football team, which I went to college there. Dr. Peter and I have been tracking each other in time geographically for years until we finally met this program. And it was was like really interesting. That's how the universe works, right? It was just, it was a major, you know, a very humbling moment for me. So tell me about your process about understanding. So you meet him and when is... When did you start accessing the information about the ancestral part of this? Oh, yes. Well, in your well, context was, of this, that was the other thing was, was um, John Newton was a health practitioner, uh, was a wellness uh, practitioner on his team. And, um, and he was the one that did this ancestral clearing. And I was so impressed with the process. But the other thing was, is that I had private sessions with John. And I remember sitting down. <laughs> it was so funny. Remember, my orientation is pure science, right? So I didn't know anything about psychology. Science is spirituality. Science is spirituality. Science I, I is know, spirituality. but I thank God I knew that. I thank God I understood yeah. quantum physics, like at, at that level, that understood that there was this nexus. Otherwise, I would have been, I would have been Lost. completely yeah. out of the Yeah, hundred <laughs> like percent. Been over. But I remember the first time I had a private session with John. There's no touching in this thing. We just we sit across from one another, and he, yeah, he said to me. And I'd never even thought of this and no one ever said this to me before, but it, it, it landed as true so fast it made my head spin. He started the process and I'll take you through a, a piece of this later so the listeners can get a, a sense of it. That across from me and the first words out of, that I remember out of his mouth was for all the bullies in your life. He, he was doing a forgiveness for all the bullies in my life. And, and I remember my body just had this electric response of, it kind of lit up and then it went and it just all this weight just just melted away and it was so interesting because i had never even acknowledged in my own head all the bullies in my life but there there were plenty of them i just kind of my my mm-hmm. mo through life was like denial you know well that didn't happen next thing <laughs> if it hurt i just kept moving <laughs> the reason i was in chronic one of the reasons i was in chronic pain for so long was i was such a good denier so you're equating bullying to the hurt that that caused right yeah. i wouldn't know any difference so that's a no the brain can't tell the difference and so hmm. i remember sitting there really fast and this is lightning speed in my head thinking to myself who is this guy he's some kind of medical intuitive how does he know i had bullies in my life i think <laughs> everybody there? did of course, but I didn't know that at the time. It was just this mysterious 
thing that was happening in front of me and and I, I, I had no I had no grounding in that work at all. Mm-hmm. I was just this blank slate seeing new stuff from my perspective at the time, which was much more limited than it is right now. <laughs> so, so anyway, I I that was kind of my interest. You asked me what the entry point was, that was my entry point. And it was so um it wasn't just that I was getting help with it in all these interesting ways, but everybody in the room was getting help. And that that got me. And we had a decent, it was like 21 people. And that's a decent sample size. So, and I kept, and I was there for 52 days. So I, I was 10 days in a detox, detoxing in a, in a hospital bed. But that, the rest of the um, 42 days, I was in this program. So I got to see this work every day. So lots of, it wasn't just 20 people. It was a sample size where we, we practiced <laughs> over and over. And I got to see lots of examples. And I, um, yeah, I was convinced. I was convinced. So, so can you share about like what what the process is like? Or how do you? Yeah. How are you using it today? So there's five different techniques in this particular process. I sometimes will blend uh, compassionate inquiry, Dr. Gabor Mate's compassionate inquiry process with it, which is like, that's a topic for another day, but I'm just saying it will blend with other things well, but it's a beautiful thing on its own. It just kind of depends on what the client is bringing in and kind of where their resistance is in the, in the process. I sometimes will pull out the compassion and create another way in to, to get them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, people have difficulty being present or they have difficulty accessing. Um, they have difficulty maybe um, feeling their body or there's something in their past that's kind of blocking them. So we want to see what that is and, and help them move through it, right? You're talking okay. about resistance. So there's five different techniques. I can share one of them with you today in, 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 in this format so that the listeners can get a sense of it. And so viewers, this, and viewers. <laughs> and viewers, and viewers, yes. The listeners and viewers, yeah. Anyone yeah. Who, who's uh, consuming the product. Um, so this part is about 80% of this work <laughs> is we use the word forgiveness. And before everybody turns there, just goes away and turns off, oh, I know what that is. That's not what this is. We use the word forgiveness in its in its real truest sense, which means to offer up that which no longer serves, offering up. And we offer up that what we're carrying that we know that's no longer serving us. We offer it up to consciousness, to creator, to- To transform it, right? Yeah. Well, or to do, clear it. We're asking, we're, we're asking for help because if we could clear it by ourselves, we would have done it by now. We're asking for it to help us release. So we're okay. not asking it really to do anything more than helping us release what we're carrying. Carrying. Okay. So like, I love the, you're a hundred percent on point and it's serves us to pause here and like really become clear. There's so mis so much misinterpretation of, forgiveness and I love power of words too. And um, my guides explained it to me. It's to give as you were before that thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So that's the forget it has nothing to do with that person or event. It has to do with us allowing ourselves to be that giving person in life again before that event happened mm-hmm. that caused the disturbance of the hoo ha, whatever you want to call it. I don't even want to give it any power, but that's perfect alignment with what you just said. So mm-hmm. I, 
I love the more mosaics that we can look at this from and the more we can relate it back to you that this is not about, you know, whatever people, it's some sort of interpretation of it. It's if I do that, then I'm allowing that to be okay, whatever that happened. Well, on some level, everything is okay. It's all is well, like everything is serving us, even pain or the things that we perceive as being adverse really are there to evolve us and so like on the big picture it's really here to heal all of us you know like <laughs> all of it but we have this like weird idea that life is supposed to be that if something happens that we perceive as being off it just it stops us and I'm, you're in I'm resistance sure and a, i'm not sure if that's a weird from a trauma point of view that's work where we have this reactive part of us, this fight, flight, freeze, shutdown part of us, and um, we're, we're really built to slightly negatively biased to, to keep ourselves safe in the world. So we have a we have a slight bias and chronic pain. It gets very accentuated. So it becomes this massive problem. Let me give you um, context. That's inside the world of survival. Yeah. I exited at survival in 2018 and no longer experience it. So that's why I shared that. And that's a missing that. So you're hundred percent on point. If you're still in that survival uh, program, absolutely. But there's some of us that have transitioned out of, and I believe the world's transitioning out of, but we have to have access points, which is these types of conversations to allow well, people know that there's these spaces. You know, it's hard to deny our biology. We do have an amygdala. And it kind of to, to pretend in this context that we're talking about, it's like, well, how big is it? <laughs> and when I was in fear mode and my stress response was out of balance all the time, my amygdala got bigger. But as I healed, it shrank. That doesn't mean I don't have one anymore. It just means it's not as reactive. And when I do react to like, you know, you know, maybe somebody something happens in traffic or something, God forbid, um, some something startles me and uh, puts me under stress because of my, I have a, a more resilience and I come back to center faster. But I still have an amygdala that's reacting to, 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 to threats in the environment, right? So a hundred percent, that kind of thing. I will say this. I'm just this, a firm our context is everything. <laughs> I was yeah. just gonna say, I notice how the universe always provides. Always. And my and worry, always. and my worry about it and my worry that it won't, only leads to suffering. Only one thing. It stops the process. Absolutely. It's like if I'm working with somebody, I'm like, why are you arguing with the entire universe? Why are you arguing with the entire universe? Like why? What's well, the point? we don't know what we don't know. Sometimes we don't realize that we're, we don't yeah. realize what we're up to anyway. So, so the context here is we're offering up to source, you know, consciousness, whatever you want to call that that which no longer serves us. And we, we'll use the word infinite creator in this context, just so everybody understands we're kind of using that term. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we use the word forgiveness again to offer up, which no longer serves us. And what I'd like everybody to do who's listening or watching is to just notice what you feel in the body in terms of sensation and, uh, uh, and just breathe normally and let these words pass over you. And this will take maybe three minutes. I'm gonna do this with you, okay? Okay. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. Okay. Infinite creator, all that you are. Source okay. of all it is, was, and ever will be. We ask humbly and gratefully that you help everyone listening to this and all of their relationships, all of their ancestors and all of their relationships through all time, space, dimension, 
lives, lifetimes, and incarnations, all the times they felt let down by life, by family members, by relationships, by anyone representing the Creator. Anytime they felt down, let down by the Creator in any name, word, or form. For any time they've turned their back on the Creator or believe the Creator turned its back on them. Please help them all to forgive each other and forgive themselves, be at peace with one another. And at peace with themselves, please, and thank you for the times you weren't nurtured, loved, supported, and cherished. Please help all of you to forgive each other and forgive yourselves for the times you didn't nurture, love, and support others in the ways they needed. Anytime you were out of integrity with another or another out of integrity with you, please help you all forgive and forgive and release yourselves. Find peace with one another and find peace with yourselves. Please and thank you for all war, battle, holocaust, genocide, persecution, slavery, injustice of any kind, any misuse of power, position, authority, politically, spiritually, medically, or in any other way, for any misuse of the power of the word. Please help everyone involved. Forgive each other. Forgive yourselves now and forever. For the highest good, please and thank you. For all hurts and wrongs, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, sexual, financial, through thought, word, or action. All of you and another to all of you. Please help all of you to forgive one another and forgive yourselves. Find peace with one another and find peace with yourselves. Please and thank you. For all suicide, incest, murder, rape, abortion, infidelity, miscarriage, all of it. Everyone involved directly or indirectly. For all that happened and all you made it me. Please help all of you to forgive each other and forgive yourselves. For the highest good, please and thank you. All hurts and wrongs to the life of the earth, native, indigenous, first nation, and aboriginal people. Please help all of you to forgive one another and forgive you with yourselves. Release one another and release with yourselves. Find peace with one another and find peace with yourselves, please and thank you. For any time you believe, felt, or shown, you weren't enough. Any time you tried to earn or learn your way into the value of your family, your relationships, or into the grace and love of the Creator, all that led up to it. Please help all of you to forgive each other and forgive yourselves. Be at peace with one another and at peace with yourselves. Please and thank you. For all empathic hurts and wrongs, any time you took on others' unresolved issues or shouldered their burdens, for all adversity, struggle, and hardship you saw, especially as children, please help you all forgive each other and forgive yourselves. Find peace with one another and find peace with yourselves. Please and thank you. Any time you weren't shown or encouraged to stand up and speak up and do things your way, and for the times you didn't feel safe to say no when appropriate. Please help all of you to forgive each other, forgive your parents, family members, relationships. Help them all forgive you and help you all forgive yourselves, please, and thank you. For all hurts and wrongs, anything we could have inferred, <coughs> had it served the highest good, we infer it now. All that happened and all you made it mean. Everything that led up to hurts, wrongs, limitations, burden of any kind that's not serving the highest good. We ask all of you, everyone involved, to forgive your parents, grandparents, siblings, grandchildren. Help them all forgive you and help you all forgive yourselves. Please and thank you. Help you forgive your spouses, parents, lovers. Help them forgive you and help you all forgive yourselves. Please and thank you. Your whole family and lineage. Help you forgive your cousins, aunts, uncles, step-in-laws, hidden, secret, foster, adopted, and all other significant people, beings, family members, relationships, role models, and authority figures. Help them all forgive you and help you all forgive yourselves. Please and thank you, infinite creator, all that you truly are. Please and thank you for the highest good. Please lift out all weight, pain, burden, sin, debt, 
death, negativity, limitation of any kind. Lift them into your heavens and transform it into your love and let your love flow back into them now and forever. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. And just take a nice big breath in and let it out and notice how that feels in the body. So what I noticed was um, my stomach. Um, mm. It felt like a balloon or a bubble at the beginning. Mm. Like there was like a sheath around it. Mm. It was clear. Um, but I could tell that like what you were saying was not being interrupted by my body. It was just kind of like doing whatever it was doing. But by the end mm. of it, it just felt really good to like knowledge all of the things because my mind was sort of tripping through oh i've got a cousin on the you know all of that stuff right mm -hmm. so yes it feels good i feel really whole oh beautiful well that's that's the best outcome we've got asked for <laughs> it's, it's like it's whole because that's where we started yeah that was interesting yeah. um okay so share with me what experiences like so share with me more about it's i'm the words yes but like what's the effect or the um like tomorrow when i wake up or somebody listening to this that's experienced that same thing mm -hmm. what will they notice or what, it, well, what what do people tell you yeah i don't I, I'm, I'm careful not to put um to lead the witness <laughs> right um no it's more about the result like your experience yeah. of the result yeah, you know so i'm like from the science perspective, I am really, I believe this oh. is science too. So yeah. I believe the proof's in the pudding, you know, like, so it's like you mm -hmm. get that it does something in the brain to turn off. This is woo and I don't need to be doing it. Right. So that's what I wanted to bring to the table and to our energy right here. Oh, well, we can so go there. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I, this work um, is, uh, is target targets the epigenetic, the switches. That are that turned on and off depending on what's happening in the environment. That's what I felt. Like switches going on and on. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I felt this in this work, and I felt it in Kundalini Yoga. I, I do. I'm a Kundalini Yoga teacher, and I've, I'm big in that practice. And, I, and yeah. I, was like, I know something's happening in here. What is it? And I and I felt all these switches, and I was like, okay, I, I know we're happening. We're switching the, the the switches. We've got all these switches that are that are just waiting to move from on to off and off to on and. As, as I do sometimes, like my guides will be like, want me to hone in on something, right? So I'm like, why am I asking this question? So it's like, it's so the mind cannot comprehend what you just did. That's like, right. it can't comprehend oh, no. it. So it just goes, yeah. well, yeah. that was nice. But yeah. like, I wanted it to be more than that. Like, okay, I've had this type of, not, not this, but like, where this shows up in the experience the next day. And it's for me, it's so important to connect the dots. Mm -hmm. to having experiences that our mind can't comprehend. Like it can't comprehend right. our intuition. It can't comprehend right. these amazing gifts that we have being mm -hmm. here and being physical, but we're more than just physical. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll give you an mm -hmm. example of, of what happened to me. I remember being in this program and, and we, we did whatever we did on Friday. And I remember I, 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 um, I have a, a 200 wires in my right wrist from uh, when I was 14 and I, I, I was trying to open a door that had a glass pane in it and I missed the wood and hit the glass and whoop, my arm went right through it in a big cut. And, um, and it, and I, and I had been uh, playing um, all kinds of wind instruments and guitar 
Uh, and, and then when that injury happened, I, I just wasn't able to, like, I couldn't get my fingers to coordinate. Uh, I don't know what the problem was. Well, I'm in this program and I'm, and I never said anything to anybody about this. This is like minor compared to my other issues, right? And I'm, I'm sitting Saturday afternoon and I'm kind of tapping my fingers on the table and there's some music on and, and I, I suddenly realized there's no restriction in my fingers anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> I've been working on that for 20, 30 years, trying to, trying to get that scar tissue to, you know, like loosen up. It was that. It just did it. It just, and I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> One last thing. And this cannot comprehend that. And it was just like, my science mind was just like, okay, well, here's the thing. You want to go there? So the science, we live in the all that is. We live in the all it is, right? And we heal in the all it is. But science lives in only the part that it can measure, uh, observe, and describe. It, it, it can only comment in that space, in the self-limiting framework. So science yeah. is amazing for what it is, but it, it's limited. So we have to kind of understand when we jump out of that, <laughs> and the mind's used to in being in it, we jump out of that from time to time. We have to be okay with the mystery. And not have to try to explain it or something yeah. like it's just like it's activating that faith that like that's an actual thing that you can develop and so like it's the same thing it's like that when you change the way you look it's not something you're looking at change it because we're yeah. the observer is what creates the effect so when mm -hmm. you're saying i'm only looking at it it's only because you're the observer that's like we know this because of quantum physics and that mm -hmm. famous test that showed that that's how it was but at the same time our minds really can't, as a whole, conceive that. Well, or we have to that. understand. I took a, a a course called physiological psychology when I was about eighteen in college. It was a, one of the hardest courses I ever took, and it was so hard. And I and I'm pretty good at memorizing and understanding stuff and things like that. And but I, it was just really hard. And when I got through with the final exam, I asked myself this question, Elizabeth. What exactly did you learn in that course? Because <laughs> I learned like names for 5,000 different things and processes of this and that. And I'm like, I, I learned pathways and you know, all kinds of stuff. But I asked myself, what is it actually that I learned? What's the thing, right? You put yourself through all that, what did you learn? And my answer was, I learned that the brain is limited. It's amazing, but it's a limited, uh, it's got some limits to it and 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 I and that was really good to learn at that age because I realized there was going to be a lot of stuff that I wasn't going to be able to necessarily understand and I was okay with that. It, in the science world, the need to know can be an addiction. It can be like I need to, you know, 100%. I just kind of like Well, it's the perfectionism like yeah. I almost said I suffer from that. <laughs> I know what that's intimately like cuz I I have that where I still am a real estate broker, but I am so passionate about this. I've been doing this, you know, for 20 years, so passionate about manifesting and energy and all that stuff and connecting to all the woo woo stuff I could ever get my hands on. But the reality is at some point it has to like come back to like your life and <laughs> they have to become like, I was had this life and then I had this life mm -hmm. and like, you know, there's, to get your real estate license, you have to go through and learn a whole bunch of stuff that you're never ever going to use ever in your entire life ever. Same thing when I was, my my first career was I was a hairdresser, same sort of thing. 
none of that actually has anything to do with the skill set and your talent that you develop by becoming because at the end of the day i bring me to the table in anything mm -hmm. that i do mm -hmm. me as a real estate agent i ended up where i just talk about energy when i'm in houses with people or they'll mm -hmm. go oh i just have a really weird vibe about this house i don't know why i'm like can we talk about this because there's something here that this could be your perfect house but you have some mental construct that's literally preventing you from physically buying this house because you have a feeling so can we talk about it and they do and it just opens the door to amazing conversations oh this house reminds me of my aunt i hated her like that like it's just silly kind of stuff but we, we never stop and take the time mm -hmm. to like process it or get to the deeper meaning of it because that's for me that's why most people suffer is because they don't understand the deeper meaning of of what's happening to them mm -hmm. or happening in their experience so that's why i love doing these types of conversations that are out of the norm that provide that space where somebody can come and explore not that we all have to agree on everything but it's just mm -hmm. like it's fascinating to know how we all are evolving because it's happening to us whether we think it is or not well, it's just great to talk about it and you have an amazing just, take on this. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, the I remember being. I've said this before. When I was when I was four, I asked my father. I see that there's this. It's a physical world. There's this world, and then there's this like religious world over here. And where do they meet? And his answer was, "You ask too many questions." I was like, "Dude, that's not an answer." But that's what everybody said. So I stopped asking the question out loud. But I kept searching for the answer. And finally, when I first my, saw my very first TV show, which would maybe on nature or the science channel or something like that on quantum physics, I aha, mm -hmm. that's where they meet in the quantum world. And I was so happy. <laughs> it took decades for me to get to that answer. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? But I, but I got to it. And here's the thing, is relating it to the ancestral thing. So quantum physics tells us that in the present moment, we have access to the past, present, and future all at once, which is why we can do this work, by the way. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's why it works. Now, take that in for a moment. In the present moment, we have access to past, present, and future all at once. So that means in the present moment, we're actually experiencing the information, all the ener energetic information that not just energetic, but essentially energetic information that all the ancestors went through is coming through us in this moment. They're with us in this moment. Looks like I lost you. You there? Can you hear me, Elizabeth? I can hear you. Yeah. You pause for just a moment. Hold on can one you second. Now? Your you... speed is like, God, uh, it's, I'm losing you. Can you so hear I me now? I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you see me? Yep. I can see you. It may be just catching up with itself because we're like 43 minutes, but like, um, I just want to make sure that I'm hearing what you're saying because you keep going in and out. Okay. Can you hear me now? So let's just take a moment. Just, I can hear you Hang on. and I can edit these parts in and out, but I just want to make sure that I can hear you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you. I just can't you can... see you. Oh, really? Do you want me to turn my camera off so that there's more bandwidth or am I good? No, it still should be recording on your end okay. and I'll fluff this out because there's multiple ways okay. and I've okay. had this happen before and the video is still okay. It's oh, just, good. I can't hear you to respond to you. Oh, okay. But I okay. heard what you were saying about, that makes sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. 
Um, dang. Um, I've never had this happen before while I was doing it. I still can't see you. Okay. Well, I let's I'm... do this. I'm going to. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So let's do this. If you can share with me your takeaway for today. Well, my takeaway like having this for... call, having this experience. Yeah. My takeaway for today is 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 an understanding that we really are all energy, and we're existing in a field that's that's in the present moment that accesses all that's around us in this moment, but also the past and the future all at once, which is why we can do this work. And um, I feel it's also why we evolve, if that makes sense. It does, and it was still cutting out there <laughs> intermittently, so I will get that on the back end of it. Okay. Um, if I need to reach back out to you to fill sure. in some of the blanks, we will sure. do that. I okay, have no awesome. idea why that was doing that. Sometimes I feel like the universe is like, oh, you got you're really high frequency, and we don't match the <laughs> what we're inside of. We're affecting the electronics. But there, your, your video came back, which is a really good sign. But okay, good. that being said... I just want to thank, say thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank you for your life and taking that action. And um, when you did to start this part of the, your journey, because I know what you're talking about helps heal an enormous amount of people because we all walking around with, we all got family members that do X and we got feelings about it and hurts and all of those things. For me, my takeaway today was when you said, that about the mind does not comprehend the difference between a broken arm or a broken heart. Mm. <laughs> like, cause how many times have we tried to slough that off? Like it didn't mean anything. Right. Yeah, and that, then that, that hurt that gets buried in that's our a, body. That's a loaded sentence for sure. That yeah. says volumes. I'm going to, that one hit. So <laughs> for me, so, um, it just almost provides like another level of, um, compassion for it ourselves mm -hmm. that it's okay to be with that hurt like we are with a hurt like a physical hurt yeah it's yeah, all so. okay we have to love all parts of ourselves that's like so you're back now so let's do that let's let's do that take again because now you're all back okay. let's okay. do that take again but what's your takeaway from today Just... oh yeah my takeaway from today was was really the understanding that we're we're energy beings living in this um we're living in the in the present and through the present moment, we can access the past. We have the, the ancestors are with us here. And we also have access into the future. We're at our evolutionary edge in this space. We're sitting, we're vibrating right at the edge of creation. And we're right. So we're always evolving. I love that you brought in the evolutionary piece because that's where we're That's at. what they that's told me I was doing. doing. That we were like, you know, Abraham talks about, I don't know if Abraham Hicks, yeah. but like they talk about li living on that leading edge. It's a lonely edge. Not very many people are on it. But like that's what causes the entire universe to go forward. We're you know, all like, on that edge. We just, some of us don't realize it. That's all. Yeah. 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 I love it. Well, thank you so much. This yeah, great. this is so, so fun. I love it. So, I'll piece this together. All the time, it'll, it'll all work out. All is well, because that was <laughs> our original you. intention. But thank you so much for sharing your journey, your love for this. And it's just really evident about how your stand and your passion for us all knowing ourselves as whole, mm -hmm. complete, mm -hmm. 
And that's cool. all we need. Let's stop walking around with the unworthy stories and yeah, step into the next grandest version of ourselves. That's right. Absolutely. So thank you for your part in that. And that makes a huge part. And thanks for giving that to me today too. So Beautiful. I hope you guys all enjoyed today and that what we were talking about, click something, flip the switch, something that it's okay to let go of something long held that you may not have thought was like for me, like the hurt thing and the emotional hurts, knowing that it's okay, that that wasn't just something that happened or slopped off that you can like release that back and heal from that. Just like you can heal from a broken arm. For me, that was really powerful. I hope you guys got something really powerful out of it today that you became more empowered by listening to this podcast because that's the whole point of it. So thanks again, and uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Mm -hmm.